Welcome to the Get Out of Your Head and Grow Your Online Business podcast. My name is Marin Wagner. I am a business coach for coaches and other online service providers, and I am so happy that you're here. And we are kicking off every episode this season with a little fun personal fact about moi. <laughs> so this is just kind of a fun way, I think, to get to know one another because I hear from you in my DMs and now you know, on email a few times of people saying that they relate with what I've shared. So I don't know what your first car was when you were a kiddo, but my first car was a Mark III van. Like, <laughs> have you seen those? These are the vans that had the curtains and like the back laid into a bed. Like they're I guess kind of fancy, but it didn't feel fancy when you're, you know, a junior in high school and you're trying to look cool. I was probably not giving off the the right vibes pulling into the high school parking lot, but I also had to pay for gas and that bad boy had two gas tanks. And I remember I, I had jobs. I was, you know, I manager at a laser tag arena in high school. I also refereed soccer games. I did all these things to earn money. And it would cost me, I think, around $45 to fill both tanks, which I don't even want to know what it would cost today, but it's a lot for a little high school kid. So, yeah, probably not living the dream back then, but it got me from point A to point B. So I am very grateful. All right. So today we're talking about how to become an expert quickly. Now, this topic might be one of the most important ones there are for online entrepreneurs, which might surprise some people because, because honestly, especially if you are newer in your business, or maybe you feel stuck at some plateau, this topic is vital, but I just see a lot of business owners almost avoiding it. Like they don't want to be seen as too much of an expert. And I think there are a few reasons for that. And so see if when I highlight these, if any of these speak to you as a possible blind spot that you might have. So the first one, you don't want to be braggadocious, right? No one wants to look like a, a brag hard, like, you know, you know it all. So sometimes you might tap the brakes or avoid looking like an expert completely. The second one is you don't really consider yourself an expert in your niche, right? Like, you know that you know a lot of stuff. You know that you can help people, but gosh, to call yourself an expert and an authority feels like a lot. So that's the second one. That's a very dangerous one too, by the way. Um, that one you want to work on. The third one here, you think you need to be on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine or Forbes in order to be a quote, real expert, <laughs> as in it needs to be an outside source of validation in order for you to feel like, okay, now I am qualified. All right. That's number three. Uh, and number four, it's kind of related is you might avoid showing up like an authority because maybe you're not sure how to, right? It may feel or seem a little awkward, but this is an important skill that you can develop, right? It's not something someone's born with, and it's going to pay huge dividends for you and your business in many ways. So I want to share two important points now before I share how to actually become an expert quickly in your marketing uh, inside your niche. And that is number one, why does this even matter? Right? <laughs> it more than matters really, because I would argue like framing yourself as an expert in an authority 
might be one of the most important aspects to your business. So just as an example, let's imagine you are getting heart surgery or brain surgery, right? (laughs) Really important surgery. Let's say you have brain surgery and you're waiting in the doctor's office to meet the surgeon. And the surgeon walks in and she is kind of shoulders slumped over, not really looking like low energy. And she's talking to you softly in a voice kind of like this. And she's not even making eye contact with you. And she's kind of saying, well, we might try this. How are you going to feel? Like, I I don't know about you, but I'd be like, I I don't feel good about this, (laughs) right? Versus if your surgeon walks in and she has her chin up, shoulders back, and she greets you with a firm handshake and she looks you right in the eyes and she says, you are in good hands. I got your back. Let's go over exactly what what this is going to look like. And you are going to be better than before. Like which, which surgeon would you feel more like excited about and, and hopeful? And like, that is just a simple example, how being an expert and carrying yourself that way, it conveys trust and confidence. So those two surgeons could actually say the exact same words but just in completely different ways. And it changes the entire meaning. And this is what matters to your current and your future clients, right? There's that saying that people don't really know what you say. They care how you say it, or they may not know um, exactly what you say, but they remember how you make them feel. So if you have that surgeon that's just like, I am, I am the best, <laughs> you're in good hands, then it's going to make you feel a little less stressed. Although having brain surgery, I would imagine you'd be stressed no matter what, but it's going to convey a certain level of certainty and confidence that you would be missing if you had the other surgeon. So the second thing here is being an expert does not mean being a know-it-all, right? And this is this is not about being a know-it-all. Real experts, they don't walk around like total narcissistic asshats and say, I know it all, right? No one wants to work with that guy. Real experts, they realize that they don't have all the answers, right? Because the more you learn about something, the more you realize like, good Lord, I don't actually have all the answers. (laughs) A real expert says like, I am the person who will do everything I can to define and solve your problem right? It's the person who will say, you know what? I don't actually know right now, but I'm going to do everything I can to figure it out for you because I want to get you results. That's an expert. And that's an expert that people can trust. And, you know, speaking of trust, expertise is perception and that's relative, right? My son, who is in fourth grade, he's seen as an expert uh, reader compared to his kindergarten buddy, who's just learning how to read. He looks at Cooper and he's like, wow, he's, he's amazing. (laughs) Right. Meanwhile, Cooper looks at me as an expert reader. So let's say you're in your second year as a social media consultant or a Pinterest coach, right. Or a podcast manager, whatever, like you feel less qualified and perhaps less of an expert than others in your field who may have been doing it for seven years. And there might be some truth to that or not. Honestly, I know of plenty of social media consultants who have been doing it a long time and haven't evolved and grown their authority and their success. Like maybe they're just not really into it or it's just like a job, like to check these boxes. And 
at the end of the day, time doesn't equal competency. Time doesn't equal competency. So remember, expertise is perception and it's relative. So there are two things that lead you to be seen as an expert quickly. So the first is perception, which we just talked about what others assume you to be and to know. And perception is simply your ability to show up as the person who can solve that problem, right? Solve that pain. And the second thing is mechanism, right? Mechanism are the tools that you can use to build up that perception. So we're going to talk right now about the four main different mechanisms. I guess you could also call them like vehicles, <laughs> you know, containers, whatever, but we'll call them mechanisms. So they are proof, portfolio, passion, and practice. Let's talk about proof. Proof is kind of like your list of previous clients, right? Um, if you've worked with people, like for instance, if you're a podcast manager, you could list all the podcast names uh, that you manage. That's great. Um, proof is also, and you see people say like, as seen on, you know, to today's show, um, and testimonials like early on testimonials and client case studies are everything. They're everything because you can know a lot about something, but people don't really care what you know. They care if you can help them. And if you can show that you help real people get real results, then like bazinga, right? That's the good stuff. The second is borrowed proof. So that's just another type of proof here. And that's like statistics or um, endorsement of your craft by niche celebrities. So let's say that you are a Pinterest manager and Reese Witherspoon was featured in some interview saying that Pinterest marketing is the biggest driver of revenue for her, her book club company thingy. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I know she has a book club, right? So you could then take that soundbite or quote and use it in your marketing and then write an email with it, like quoting that as the hook. Like if Reese is doing it, then what are you waiting for? I've got a few slots open for client work this month. So hit reply. Let's build your Pinterest plan, right? So that's easy borrowed proof. Okay. The second one is portfolio. So this is vital for outbound marketing uh, strategies. And we can talk about outbound and inbound strategies on another episode, because honestly, I can nerd out on that kind of stuff in sales psychology um, pretty easily. So we'll skip that for right now, but this is vital uh, for people to see your work. So basically we're talking about a small collection of your work that shows people exactly what they can expect. So you've seen it. Maybe if you've hired someone to work on your website, websites, designers will have a portfolio with all of the favorite sites that they've built. Um, if you're a Facebook ads manager and part of your expertise statement is that you create tasteful eye-catching ads, then you want to have a portfolio showing examples. And for me, like I help coaches and anyone building a service-based uh, business online grow their income. So I have a portfolio of testimonials and actually contact info uh, for past and current clients so people can reach out to them and talk to them. So that's my portfolio. And so if you don't have a portfolio right now, it doesn't need to be complicated or long. Like you can make it just a couple pages or something simple, a web page. You just want to make one. Don't overthink it. Just create it. Okay. The third is my favorite is passion, right? So this is talking about really 
getting getting nitty gritty and, and excited about what you do and how you help people and how you show up. So that means like consuming podcasts like, like this one, um, reading or listening to books that help you become a better service provider, going to conferences, joining a mastermind, putting yourself at a retreat at least, at least once a year, basically bottom line, get involved and get bloody passionate about what you do. Because as long as you are willing to learn more than others, then you are an expert. And people, this is my belief, people can feel your passion. I once had a discovery call where I booked the discovery call with the coach to see if we'd be a good fit. And it felt like she was bored on the call. And I was thinking like, this is weird, right? I, I didn't feel her passion. And that's what, that's the whole reason like to book a call is to like, see if your energies line up and like, you feel like we can go faster, bigger, stronger together. Like, let's go. So passion to me exudes energy, vibration, confidence, right? If someone's going to hand over $3,000 for you to design their classy Facebook ads, they want to know that you are going to take pride and, and joy in creating their work, right? No one wants to feel like a number or just another sell to a coach, right? I've been there and it sucks. <laughs> so get passionate about the thing that you do and invest in yourself and share that in your marketing and how you show up each day. Okay. The last one is practice, right? You cannot become an expert in your head. It only happens in the field. So this means you got to get your hands dirty. You got to send emails, even if you only have four people on your email list. And one of them is your dad. <laughs> that was me back in the day. That's why I said my dad. Um, and he always replied to the emails as if I wrote it directly to him. But you just got to start. Everyone starts with zero people, four people, right? You just have to take the actions and go in practice. Have discovery calls yourself, like talk to people. And then I do think this is important to say when you're practicing is to, with self-leadership, to look and see where you might need some extra help in your area of need. So I have a client in my mastermind, Jessica, who is an on-camera speaking coach, and she teaches people how to show up with authority and confidence on camera, um, in the boardroom, doing presentations, you name it. So a lot of really great business owners don't naturally know how to talk on camera in a way that conveys authority. So they go to her, they, she whips up <laughs> their plan and gets them moving in the right direction so they can show up with confidence and authority the way they want to, and then they move on right? They, they learned that skill. And so think about where right now are you kind of stuck or holding yourself back and how can you fix that really quickly by just getting a little boost, um, by going to someone who that's their jam. <laughs> that's what they do. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in talking about how we might work together, please go to the link in my bio and book a call. I help coaches, service providers like you create consistent 10K month income in client work by teaching them how to successfully build their business foundation and confidently like close clients on demand. I think we could do great things together. So if you've been thinking about it, book a call. There's no obligation. And I think these calls are actually pretty fun. Who doesn't like talking about ways to grow their business, right? All right, that's it. Thanks so much for being here and I will see you next time.